This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Carm Capriato. Remarkable results, Radio. Good to see you. It's the start of a new year. And of course, all the energy we can put into some really great topics to continue to move your success in the uh, service aftermarket. I'm with a great friend, Chris Lawson from technicianfine.com. Hi, Chris. Hey, Carm. Happy New Year. Yeah, the same to you. You seem like me. Unbounded energy. The brain never shuts off. Got the the pen and the white pad you know, at my nightstand for the two o'clock wake ups because something woke me up. Right. <laughs> if you're listening through audio, Chris is just shaking his head. Saying, yeah. yeah, exactly the same way. It's funny. I had a mentor tell me that I should get an audio recorder and just put it by my bedside so I didn't have to turn on any lights to record my ideas. And I recorded so much stuff that I never listened to it. So I've got dozens and dozens of hours of ideas and things like that that are just sitting in this audio recorder. So I get you in my glove compartment of my car is that same little white pad (laughs) and a pen that comes down from the push button thing near the rearview mirror i say can i get to the red light in time to write this down or should i put the pad on my in new york state you can't be on your cell phone but can you be on your pen (laughs) right (laughs) one of my favorite quotes is earl nightingale said ideas are slippery things you have to gaff them on the end of a pencil before they get away since its relaunch in 2020, the Napa Auto Care member side has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the Napa programs, promotions, benefits, and other information available to help their businesses thrive. If you're a Napa Auto Care member, visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal. Not a Napa Auto Care Center? Well, contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how to join the Napa family. Chris has been on the show a lot. Great stuff that you've brought to us and a great company that you have, technicianfind.com, as you help shop owners find talent. And so what does he do? He comes up with the Technician Attraction Blueprint. Wow. And so he sent it to me. I'm looking through this thing, all excited about it. It's a three-pillar hiring audit that helps shops attract and keep technicians because I think you keep them because you hire them right to start with. Am I right? Absolutely. You attract the right ones. And again, it goes back into the depth of the the thing I love about it. And I know we're going to talk about is that you have assessments for each of these different three pillars. And I don't want to break the code here. I want to start with you. But let's go back to the reason you did this. What are you seeing right now that's going on inside of shops looking for tax? Four main things that I, I hear over and over again when I'm talking to shop owners and managers. And one of those is that they aren't getting responses to their ads. So they're putting out ads, crickets, nothing's going on. Next one is they're just not finding qualified people. So if they are getting responses and applications, they aren't qualified. They aren't the right folks. And then the third one is that the text will respond initially to the ads and then they'll ghost them after the initial response. They won't return calls. They won't return emails or text messages. It's just crickets again, and they don't hear anything. The third or the fourth one is that I'm hearing that they find folks and they talk to them, but they're not the right skill fit and culture fit. So they're just not a really good fit. And, you know, I know this is going to sound crazy, but on the surface, you know, it looks like these are four different problems, but underneath the surface, it's all the same problem. And I think the biggest issue is a lot of shop owners and managers haven't taken a moment to really step back and get a 30,000 foot view of what their shop looks like through the eyes of a technician. And there's that old saying that your nose is one inch above your mouth, but it takes somebody else to tell you you have bad breath. So it's almost like nobody wants to tell you that there's areas of the business that you may be lacking in. So you have to be a sleuth 
And you have to go in and ask yourself a bunch of questions. Why are people not applying? Why are the people that are applying not qualified? Or why are you know technicians not calling me back after I talk to them the first time? And you really have to be a sleuth in order to figure that out. So that's why I put this together is to help people walk you through the process. Chris, is it our interviewing skills? Is it our ability to ask the right questions? Is it our intuition to really find the right person? What is stopping people from being ghosted and having their efforts just fall off the cliff? And that's a great question, too. What I found is that there's several reasons. One of them can be that they got another job. Usually what ends up happening is if a technician is looking, they are speaking with several shops at the same time. And a lot of times they don't want to tell you, hey, I got another job and they don't want to have that conversation. So they just ghost you. So that's one of the, the issues. Another issue is that they made nice with their existing shop. You know, it's Friday afternoon and they're upset and they say, you know what, I'm getting out of there. And so they do all the searching and find some shops and start having some conversations. And then by next Friday, they forget why they were pissed off the previous Friday and everything's nicey nice. So that's another issue. The third issue, which you really can do something about, is that you didn't really set the hook when you had that initial conversation. You didn't develop rapport. You didn't find out what was going on in that technician's world. So I always say every initial conversation, whether it's a, a conversation or whether it's a text message or whether it's an email, you have to do really three things. One is figure out if they have the skill sets that you need in order to fit in. And then you can want to get a little bit of culture information too. Two is you want to find out what's going on. And the question is, hey, what's going on right now that has you looking for other opportunities? That's going to tell you what they're upset about and what's not working at their existing shop. And then the third question or the third thing that you want to figure out is you want to figure out, you want to ask this question. And it's, hey, let's say we're having a conversation 12 months down the road and you look back over the last 12 months and your life is perfect. Everything went just the way you wanted it to. Tell me about that. What does that look like? Personally, professionally. Now what you have is you have what their goals are not just the goals professionally in their career, but you have the goals in their life. Now, the conversations that you have going forward, you can take into account, hey, look, you mentioned that you're not happy in these areas. I mentioned that these are the things that we do differently, that you can have a different experience and a transformation. And these are the things that you mentioned you want to do in your career and in your life. And these are the ways that we support you in doing that. So now it's not you bugging them every time you reach back out to them. Now it's you reminding them of how you're different and how you're going to make their life better. Boy, you said a ton there to uh, uncover. But what I'm walking away with is I have a question. Are there any seminars at our conferences or even virtually on being a better interviewer? Uh, not that I know of. Think about it. That's a great point. Listen, you've got a heck of a service and you're helping people. But once that individual goes face to face with that shop owner, it could all crash because he wasn't good enough at asking those. The owner's not supposed to do all the talking. He's supposed to ask. The, you may provide somebody. Well, here's 20 great questions to ask. And we do have questions. Sure. I mean, I know you do. But guess what? You're not supposed to read them. <laughs> You're supposed to feel them. Two ears, one mouth. Right, Carm? Bingo. <laughs> but anyway, I think, Chris, you need to write a seminar on being a better interviewer. That's a great idea. You need to shop that thing. I bet there would be a ton of people coming to those classes, be it virtually or not, 
And in fact, maybe we should just do a, a live webinar on that. That would be a cool idea. I would love that. I would love that. A big part of that is, is it's also how you demonstrate leadership and strong employees want strong leaders. Listening is a big part of being a leader. It really is. Caring for the people who follow you. And that's how you show that you that you really care for the people that follow you is by listening. Okay, let's dive deep into Technician Attraction Blueprint. What are the three important areas that all communications need to cover that's going to speak good to write uh, to techs? Yep. What I did was over the past six years, I've talked to hundreds of techs, hundreds of shop owners, managers, and I've compiled a huge, huge database of questions. I've distilled them down to 100 plus questions, plus or minus that I ask on our onboarding calls. And what we do in the onboarding calls is I want to find out what the uh, specific combination of culture and benefits make the shop unique, because there's some benefits, there's some culture. And when you put those together, it makes you unique and it, it tells a really compelling story. When I get all those, those answers together, what we do is we put them together and it's like a puzzle. And when we finish the puzzle after the onboarding call, it's about 99% complete. So it's one missing piece. And that missing piece is what that technician is going to bring to the table. And that's how we write the ads. Those hundred questions, what I used to do if someone said, hey, you know, Chris, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. I'm trying to figure out how I should write ads and do these types of things. And they didn't want to work with us. I'd say, hey, here's my questions. Ask yourself these questions and it'll get you on the right track. That didn't work so well. <laughs> so I started thinking about, OK, well, look, these questions all fall within three categories, three pillars, things that are really important to technicians that I've found that through my conversations over the years. And those three pillars are, you know, out of this hundred plus questions, they all fall into one of these three categories. And the first one is it is respect. So we all want to be seen and acknowledged and recognized in a, as an individual, and we want to be respected. That's a big one. The next one is going to be, and, and I did them in this order for a specific reason. Um, the next one is growth. So you want to be growing consistently and you want to have an opportunity to become more of yourself, to uh, actualize your potential. That's really important as well. And then the third one is money. Notice how I didn't start with money. Money is not always the number one consideration. In fact, I've seen lots of technicians take a cut in pay, not a huge cut in pay usually, but a cut in pay to go to a more suitable and better environment, a place where they can be happy. So if you have those three things in place, then you really have something to talk about in all of your communications and you have something that you can offer and uh, have a really powerful conversation with the tech. I love this. It is a very simple document. I think it's five or six pages. And you go through the pillars. And when you go through these pillars and ask these questions, you're asking the shop owner these questions, right? Absolutely. And they're the checking a box. They're adding up the number of yeses and or noes. And then you're applying it to a chart. Ultimately, what's that chart telling them or you? The Technician Attraction Blueprint, it's a 15-minute hiring audit, so I wanted to make it fast. We're all business owners. We're busy. So in 15 minutes, you can sit down by yourself or with your leadership team, and you can just answer these questions. It gives you an objective overview of what your shop looks like through the eyes of a technician. And what that allows you to do is it allows you to identify the strengths that you already are offering and the benefits of your culture. And you can just basically take all of those. You can use those in your ads. These are the benefits. You can use those in your talking points, however you want to use them. It also helps you to uncover any pitfalls or any blind spots. So you can address those and you can start working on them and you can put those into your 12 month growth plan. So if there are things specifically that you probably should add, but you don't have in place, like in our retirement account, 
for example, then you can put that into your growth plan and say, okay, within 12 months, we want to have a simple IRA or a 401k in place so that we can be more attractive to a higher caliber of employee. You know, as cars become more advanced, manufacturers are getting sole access to important vehicle data while independent repair shops and vehicle owners are increasingly locked out from accessing vital repair data. But who owns the data? The vehicle owner or the manufacturer? When it comes to vehicle repair, the fight to secure data access for vehicle owners and their chosen independent repair facilities continue. U.S. Representative Bobby L. Rush introduced the Right to Equitable and Professional Auto Industry Repair, acronym REPAIR, R-E-P-A-I-R, Act to the U.S. House on February 3, 2022. The bill is aimed at giving small independent repair shops the same kind of data access that licensed vehicle dealerships already receive. Americans should not be forced to bring their cars to more costly and inconvenient dealerships for repairs when independent auto repair shops are often cheaper and far more accessible, said Rep. Rush. But as cars become more advanced, manufacturers are getting sole access to important vehicle data while independent repair shops are increasingly locked out. The right to repair legislation should protect a pro-consumer and competitive motor vehicle repair market, provide independent repair shops with the rights to critical information, tools, and equipment needed to repair modern cars and trucks. The right to repair legislation should task the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration with developing cybersecurity standards and guidelines to protect vehicle data and systems when repair and maintenance data is accessed by vehicle owners. Please join the fight and help support Right to Repair by completing the form at www.autoadvocacy.org slash NAPA, which sends a letter to your member of Congress today. Right to Repair legislation protects your access to vehicle data and scan tools. This is critically important for the automotive heavy-duty paint and body industries. AutoCareAdvocacy.org slash NAPA. When you look at it from what I need to talk to this technician about or what kind of words I need to put in my ad, they're right here on this sheet of paper based on the yes or no questions. And I know our listener doesn't have this in front of them, but pillar one, shop assessment questions. Do you have an open door policy? You listen to suggestions and take them seriously. Yes or no. Why not put the words come to work for our company that because we, we have an open door policy that may excite someone in a very big way. 100%. And so each one of these have a story. I know you have a cool graph that we could put up for our YouTube watchers. Do you want to start telling the stories, how this all came about? Yeah, yeah, sure. So these are the three pillars, respect, growth and money. And every question out of all those, you know, the hundreds of questions that we put together, the hundred that I, plus, you know, or minus that I use on my onboarding calls and the core questions that we ask on in this blueprint, they all fit into one of these categories. So respect really is about having an open door policy. It's listening to ideas. It's acknowledgement. This really fits into the category of shop culture and communication. And then growth. Growth is about professional and life skills training. So that's making sure that their life works inside and outside of the shop. And then money is just competitive compensation. It's salary and benefits. You'll see the overlap. So if you're listening on audio, it's a Venn diagram. So you've got three circles, respect, growth, and money. And the intersection of respect and growth is hobby. If you're growing and you're learning and you get respect because you're good at what you do, but you're not getting any money, you've got a hobby. <laughs> It's not an ideal situation for someone that's trying to provide for themselves and provide for their family. The intersection of growth and money means you're a hired gun. You're growing, you're learning, and you're making lots of money. 
but you don't get any respect. And I've talked to lots of technicians that are are working and they are getting paid a lot at a dealer and they feel like they're growing because they get to work, they get to deal with different vehicles and they get to train, but there's no respect. It's my way or the highway from their manager and it's they, they're treated like a production unit and a, a number and they've got the impression that they feel like they could be just interchanged and switched out like a part. So there's no respect at the end of the day. It really wears on them. So if you have the intersection now between money and respect, then that's when you're getting lots of money and you're getting respected, but you're not growing. And that's really when you get into a situation where you're in the grind. So that's the intersection. And I had a, uh, a conversation about six months ago with a young technician and his tech told me, he said, you know, Chris, I feel like I just can't get excited about an endless stream of cars that I have to work on, extending on out into the future. And part of me was like, well, that's the job, pal. And then another part of me, I put my emotional intelligence hat on and I said, well, you know what? I get it. Basically, what he was saying is, look, there's no path to my future. There's nothing here that's going to help me grow. There's no advancement. There's nothing here that is is for me in terms of a roadmap on how my life can be better. And so now it's a grind. It's an assembly line. They're putting a bolt on a piece of equipment going down the line over and over and over again. Yes. Reminds me of modern times with Charlie Chaplin and he's screwing the bolts trying to keep up with the bolts that are being screwed and just, you know, on and on into infinity. I love how you came up with these, the grind, the hobby, the hired gun and the intersection of all three of these cores. And then the beauty of the whole thing is if you can get all that done right in the center. <laughs> I love what you said. Go ahead. Tell us what that says at the center. So the center where respect, growth and money all intersect is technician nirvana. <laughs> I love that. That's when you get to the point where you're an attractive force. Rather than seeking, you're attracting. And there are some shops out there. I know Carm can probably tell us about some that are unicorns in our industry. They are waiting lists of people that want to work for them because they are such a wonderful place to work that have all of these things working for them. Yeah, they figured it out long, long time ago. And because of that, almost, they started to grow not only in their own place by adding bays and buying more properties, but some of these people that do this so well, they have five, six, seven, eight shops. That's all about what someone wants to do, but it helps set the stage because you can't grow without great people. You can't grow unless they want to come and work for you. Now, I get the career pathing that growth brings, but so what? Inside of a single shop today, a say four or five, even six bay place, there's places to go and grow. Absolutely. I get that pushback too sometimes from smaller shop that maybe only has four, five, six employees. The idea here is that there's different types of growth. There is growth where you actually have a career path. There's growth where you have where the owner or a manager will take responsibility in one-on-ones to find out what these individuals want to do with their life. I've seen amazing things that shops, even smaller shops offer to their employees. Dave Ramsey's Smart Dollar Program to help them get their finances straight and get their credit in, in place so they can buy houses and, and do things with their life. I've seen um, shops that offer uh, marriage counseling if they're going through a rocky patch in, in marriage. They give them opportunities to do that. I've seen shops that have given paid leave to their employees so that they can go and you know go through a substance abuse program so that they can get cleaned up and do these things. When you do things like that for your employees, you create an unshakable bond of loyalty because now you're on the same side as them. Now your business is our business and they work really hard inside of it to make everything work better. It's amazing 
that you brought all that up under growth as c- career, but again, compensation's in there too. So what are your goals for the next couple of years? Uh, me and the wife want to buy a house. Oh, wow. Cool. Great. Who says you can't have individualized career growth plans, personal growth plans for your people? No one says you can't. And I love talking to shops that say, I, we helped a couple of our people this year get in their first house. Yep. I love those stories. Those are great stories. And it doesn't mean it could have been money. It's I knew a banker, a wealth manager. If we're involved in our community and in the chambers, we're connected to people, Chris. That's right. And just through our connections and the caring for our people, bring these kinds of reasons to stick around, reasons to stay. I loved it. The tools, training, commitments to training. Listen, I'm going to send you to Apex or Vision or ASTE every year, and I want you to come back, and then I want you to teach a little bit to our peoples. Is that in money? Is that It's in respect, but it's also in growth, growing as an individual. I just love that. I love your, your whole marriage thing, the counseling thing, all of that stuff brings so much. I think we're, the top shops get it. Part of what I know you are doing and so much of what I do is to continue to talk to that next legion of people who say, ah, got to get up, got to get out, got to stop digging the hole. And I bumped into your podcast. I learned this stuff. I've listened to guys like Chris, all these great seminar style webinars that we do that help people. Whoa. You know, it's like, but you got to do something with the information. I've always said, you've learned something today. Now go do something with it. <laughs> and, and to me, this this episode with Chris Lawson is huge in getting your people side of the business right. Yes, absolutely. And made it super simple. It's just real easy just to download the, or even just to take a look and pull it up as a PDF and then just write down the answers to the questions. And there's a little dashboard at the end. You can score yourself. You can find out where you need to put in some work. It just made really easy. I'm actually going to, Carm, as soon as this episode goes live, we're going to put it up on a separate page and it'll be technicianattractionblueprint.com. So they can just follow it right there. You can go into it. It's all free. You can go in, you'll be able to watch the video, stream the video, and then also download the uh, workbook too. And when I say workbook, it's not like a big hundred page thing. It's only six pages and three of the pages are actually where you do the work. So it's really simple to get through. It'll give you a really enlightening experience about what's going on in your attraction of high quality talent. Okay, be sure you send us that link. We'll make sure that it's in the show notes page. Give it to us again. Yes, it's technicianattractionblueprint.com. I love that. That's exactly the title of this whole thing is. You have a, a Technician Find community. Tell us about that. Yeah, we have a Technician Find community. It is a place where shop owners and managers can go. What I do is I figured out a few years ago that the better trained my clients were, the better results they got. So we do a really good job, me and my team, we do a really good job of writing the ads, getting the ads out into tens of thousands of people in front of good folks and generating applications. But what I found was there are some things that can happen on the shop side that help them to hire better. This is the type of thing that I put together and I've got all of the trainings there. I've got I think all of our podcasts, Carm, that we've done in one place on uh, links to the YouTube uh, videos, we've got connections, networking, all of the data, whatever I see that's working to hire faster, 
I put it into that community. And it, again, it's all free. And what I'll do, Karma, is I'll get you a link there as well. And they can they can navigate there. Thank you. Yeah. Let's get that, that technician find community uh, also on the show notes page. And so if you're listening to this, yeah, we're recording this, but we'll do all the homework that we have to bring the additional resources to you, our listener, by going to the show notes page on remarkableresults.biz. And also while you're there, find one of the search uh, bars and type in Chris Lawson and listen to his other stuff. A brilliant man when it comes to this whole people side and HR side. By the way, I love the examples on the back page of this document that people are going to download and me putting in my score and seeing what I got to work on. As an employer, do I have to work on growth, respect, or money as it relates to that individual wanting to come to work for me on on the things that I say and do? It's a brilliant self-assessment. Self-assessment. Yeah. 15-minute Shop hiring audit. What else? What am I missing? That's it. Really, it's we try to make it as simple as possible. And, you know, don't be in the dark about what happens. If you have any of those problems that we talked about at the beginning of the call, they can all be really, you know, the fog can be lifted by just going in and taking a look at some of these questions and doing this self-assessment. I'm sorry. I love that. The fog can be lifted. (laughs) And that's so true. It really is because sometimes you sit down and say, oh, God, I got to hire again. First of all, that. That defeatist attitude sometimes just doesn't help you get going. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it, to, do it the next day. Oh, I got to hire. And to your point, once you say, okay, I got to hire again, then there's the fog of what do I do first? What do we do next? Am I prepared? Do I go through interviews? Can I write a good ad and all this stuff? And I think Technician Attraction Blueprint is really going to help. It's, it's almost like, here's what you're good at. Here's what you're not. Fix the not. Lead with the good. It's troubleshooting. You're all good at troubleshooting. It's what you do. You know, it's what your teams do for a living. And so, you know, why not take 15 minutes and diagnose hiring issues? So that's what this is about. It's a diagnostic tool. I love it. Respect, money and growth, technician attraction blueprint, an assessment of the owner and of the shop so that you can hire better talent. Chris Lawson, technicianfind.com. Thank you. We'll make sure that everything we talked about here has a home on the show page and we get people to download this and do their assessment. Chris, as always, thank you so much for your great wisdom being on the show. Thank you, Carm, for everything that you do. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... 